Food Heals Podcast, Episode 63. How can Food Heals Nation make the tiniest difference? Vote with your dollar like shoot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or just wear Jackie's t-shirts. No bottoms. <laughs> Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you've experienced any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Today we're answering your business questions and then we're talking to entrepreneur and vegan Jackie Wasserman. Jackie is an entrepreneur and founder of Beat by Beat, a lifestyle brand committed to spreading awareness and raising consciousness around the choices we make every day. By providing empowering fashionable apparel, her goal is to inspire you to help spread the word about important causes that need a voice. Jackie Wasserman created Beat by Beat t-shirts to spread healthy propaganda while educating the general public about conscious eating and the environmental issues surrounding food. They provide you with a tool to be a soundboard for the important causes that need a voice, while being fashionable at the same time so you can feel empowered. And I do feel fashionable when I wear her clothes, Susie, just FYI. They're very fashionable. They're so cute. Yeah. (laughs) Before we get to our interview with Jackie, we have to tell you about today's sponsor. Today's show is sponsored by Acuity Scheduling. Are you sick of booking clients through email ping pong? You suggest a time, then they suggest a time, and before you know it, you've spent hours wasting that time just to book one person. Yes, it's the worst. Or maybe it's phone tag. You call them, leave a message, they call you, leave a message. All this wasted time trying to book an appointment that works for you both. It's frustrating, it's wasting time that you could be spending on building your business. That's exactly where Acuity founder Gavin Zuklinski found himself once upon a time in the year 2006. He saw his dear mom, Kim, struggling with her massage therapy business, just like Susie has. That's right. Just as she'd settled in to begin a session with a client, the phone would ring, instantly birthing a pit in the bottom of her stomach. Should she leave the client and get to the phone? Should she leave the phone to be with the client? How was she supposed to do it all? After all, she only had so many hands. And in a job where your hands are what people are paying for, this wasn't just a cute dilemma. It was her bottom line. That's right. So Zuklinski decided there had to be a better way, and he built it. Acuity now supports over 50,000 businesses and major corporations and has had a digital hand in helping to schedule millions of appointments and scheduling logistics worldwide. And Susie, I have to say, Acuity has definitely helped us in our business. We use it to book all our guests on the Food Heals podcast, and Susie was a little apprehensive at first. I was. I absolutely was. You know, I'm kind of tech-challenged. I'm sort of self-taught. You know, I'm in my 30s. I'm not a millennial. I wasn't born knowing how to wield all this stuff, and it's constantly changing. Sure. And I think many people can understand that. Just as you learn one thing, then the technology changes. But when you said we were going to switch to Acuity... I was like, oh no, how do I, what do I have to learn? I don't even know how to do this. It's 
hi, I need, a, I need, a, I need someone to teach me. <laughs> no, I did not need someone to teach me. I needed to take the plunge and just, it was very easy to learn. And once I did, I thought, oh my God, we wasted so much time before yep. trying to schedule our guests. It's so easy. It's so easy. The guests can just book themselves. They can fill out the forms. And they can reschedule themselves. Yes. I mean, they have to cancel. They have to reschedule. They can do it all on their own. It's brilliant. And it goes straight to our calendar. So our calendar tells us who we have, when they're coming, everything. It's fantastic. I love it. So Food Heals Nation, if you run a business, book appointments, or just need some organization in your life, you owe it to yourself to check out Acuity Scheduling. Go to acuityscheduling.com slash foodheals to get a free 45-day trial. That is such a good deal. It's usually 14 days, but we scored an exclusive deal for you. So you can try it out. Acuityscheduling.com slash foodheals. Next up, we're answering your business questions, and then we are talking to vegan entrepreneur and t-shirt designer Jackie Wasserman. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. So we are going to start off this episode with a business question from one of our listeners. Thanks for the question, Sharia. I love questions. Sharia says, I admire how you two are able to do the podcast while running other businesses. I currently volunteer at an animal shelter while also working a full-time job as an accountant. I want to turn my passion for animals into my career and be a voice for the animals, but I am not sure how. Is a podcast a good place to start? I want to help spread awareness of the importance of spaying and neutering your pet and why it's important to adopt, not shop. Any advice for getting started? First of all, I love this question and I love that you want to be a voice for the animals because the animals don't have their own voice, you know? And so as humans with voices, we have to be their advocates. And of course, Susie and I are pet owners and we understand how important it is to adopt and not shop. But there's so many people out there that don't. So first of all, I just want to commend you, Sharia, on your message because I think it's really, really beautiful. And I think that people need to hear it. And so no matter what you do, it's going to be successful. This is a topic that's so close to both Allison and my own hearts that we just we adore our pets they're children in placement for now. They're children placement <laughs> holders, and we just spoil them rotten. So there's no other subject I think we could talk more passionately about besides food healing. Yes. So if you do start a podcast, we're happy to be on your show. But anyways, yes, I definitely think a podcast is a great place to start because it's a place where you can be your authentic self and say your opinions, and you're not going to get censored. And you know, everyone has a blog. There are so many blogs out there that blogs are getting lost in the mix, right? And you're going to have a higher chance of success and getting your message out there with a podcast because iTunes has a lot of podcasts, but it's not oversaturated as blogging is, as YouTube is, as Facebook is. So having a podcast is a great way to take your business to the next level or to start a business. People love listening to podcasts. It's the new thing. And there's some sort of statistic that I heard at a conference where if you were blogging and you didn't have a podcast, you were missing out on like 80% of your audience because so many bloggers didn't have a podcast. And so many businesses, whether it was brick and mortar or online, didn't have a podcast. So if that's something you're thinking about, I absolutely encourage you. It's not expensive to get started. Like Susie and I, we built our studio and we had the means to do that, but you don't have to. You can buy really, really inexpensive microphones and you can just practice. And then when you're ready, you can start 
building your episodes and post them on iTunes. You know, it's a great way to get the word out, to get your message out. Absolutely. And I would just add that, you know, don't be overwhelmed by it. If you decide to start your podcast, you know, take it step by step. Sometimes it's, you know, when you're learning a new thing, podcasting is its own thing. It's its own beast. There's the ins, the outs, there's little tricks. They're all online. I mean, everything is, there's a wealth of information online and just don't feel overwhelmed. Just take it step by step and use your passion for animals to drive you forward. And you say that you're working full time as an accountant and you want to turn your passion for animals into your career. So I'm guessing that you also want to monetize. And so what Susie and I do is we reach out to brands that have similar messages or products or services that we believe in and we tell them you know this is how many listeners we have in exchange we offer them to buy ad space on the podcast and that's a great way to start monetizing now it's not you're not going to be rich right away so (laughs) you know don't quit your day job please stay stay at your accounting job but that's a great way that you can start to get some side income and build relationships with other businesses and companies that you can then leverage for things in the future so if you end up maybe you end up building your own shelter I don't know what your ultimate goal is or dream is but those are partnerships that you can take throughout your life starting these relationships now is a great thing that you can do and a great way to bring in you know a small amount of income and you can listen to a lot of other podcasts that teach podcasting like John Lee Dumas's podcast is all about podcasting he literally does a podcast called how to podcast and <laughs> <laughs> Pat Flynn is another great one smart passive income who teaches podcasting now They don't really have to do with animal rights or anything like that, but if you just want to learn the business of podcasting, they're two great people. And Susie and I are developing in 2016 a training program so that we can teach others how to market the podcast. So if you want to learn the basics, check out John Lee Dumas for sure, and then he has basic to advance, and then eventually we'll keep you guys posted when we have our training program up and running so we can teach you how to market and monetize your podcast. So stay tuned for that. Sharia, thank you for your question. I really appreciate it, and I hope we've answered it. And send us an email and let us know if you have any follow-up questions. And good luck. Good luck. All right, let's talk to Jackie. Jackie Wasserman is a graphic designer, a vegan, and a DJ. She lives in Los Angeles, so she came to our studio today. Jackie's t-shirt designs have catchy phrases like, Go vegan, write meow, it's not you, it's meat, and plant-based party. And I do have a few of these stickers on my laptop, Food Heals Nation. She does. I can see them. <laughs> so welcome, Jackie. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. And Jackie and I have an interesting way that we met. So right now in the studio, Susie can see we're both wearing these t-shirts. And what does yours say? It's not you, it's meat. And mine says the same thing. Hers is white, mine is black. It's not you, it's meat. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. And so the way that I met Jackie is I went to this event, and it was um, in Santa Monica. It's called Plant-Based Biz, and it was basically a gathering of plant-based businesses and they had speakers like Rich Roll and it was a really really great event but um you walked around at the beginning and went to different booths and Jackie had her company there so what's your company called? Yeah it's called Beat by Beat um a lot of people don't really know how to say it sometimes they say Beat X Beat Mm -hmm. or Beat Beat like they're not really sure but um it's actually Beat by Beat. So I love that she's wearing beat by beats by Dre headphones. And I know. About beat by beat. 
surrounded by beets. I know. Anyways, beets everywhere. That's just funny. But um, yeah, and so what happens is you get to walk around and meet all the different companies. So I met Jackie. She had a different hair color. She was yes. a brunette. Now she's blonde. Um, but I got to put my business card in her raffle, and the raffle winner wins a t-shirt. I have never won anything in my life, you guys. No way. I won the raffle. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so glad your first raffle was a winning a Beat by Beat t-shirt. I know. I was so excited. And so Jackie emailed me. She's like, you won. I'm like, I, I what? I don't understand. <laughs> She's like, you won the raffle. I was like, oh my God, this never happens. It was a big, a big enough event. Like the chances are pretty slim that I would win. So I won. I got the t-shirt. It's super cute. It's like just perfectly fitted where you don't look fat, but you look hot and it's black. So it's always slimming. So I love that. And of awesome. course the message. Yeah. Yeah. So then I asked her to come on the show. Yeah. That's so <laughs> very cool. I'm super, super happy to be here. Yeah. So tell us, how did you come up with the idea for your business? Why are you passionate about this? Yeah. So I moved to LA a little over two years ago from Atlanta, Georgia. I was online one day looking for vegan shirts mm-hmm. and I had a tough time finding something that was like what I really wanted to wear or my style and my background is in t-shirt graphics and apparel and so I was just like you know what why don't I start a t-shirt company Mm -hmm. like I'm super passionate about veganism and the environment so I came up with beat by beat it's kind of like a a play on words involving music and Mm -hmm. you know eating healthy and making positive choices Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you can take one step at a time to improve your health or the environment beat by beat one step at a time yeah Yeah, that makes sense because it does take time to make these changes right absolutely and what was it that inspired you like why do you care about the environment why do you care about veganism like what sparked that I've been vegan for four years Mm -hmm. and actually this is funny because I, I went back a couple days ago and looked when I last or first watched Forks Over Knives mm-hmm. on Netflix, after I watched that, that that did it for me. It kind of pushed me over the edge. So that is definitely part of the the inspiration. I can't tell it. you how many guests we have had on this show. <laughs> the one just say, before you. Yeah. They're really Forks that Over Knives? Yeah. Literally yeah. say, Forks I, Over yeah. Knives changed my life. Yeah. Um, Food Heals Nation, if you have not seen this film, definitely go see it. And now they have a wonderful follow-up called Plant Pure Nation, which is amazing. It is, yes. And these films are life-changing. So if you're on the fence, you're not sure, just watch it, you know, see what yeah. you think. And not everyone's going to go fully vegan after watching this, but at least you're going to go, there's some changes that I'm going to make right now. And that's totally. going to help your health so much. And you're going to be motivated. Yeah, definitely. I didn't really understand veganism at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was one of those people who was super judgmental of veganism and just thought like, these people are crazy hippies and you know like nothing I don't nothing wrong with being a crazy hippie right I love crazy hippies yeah right exactly no Um, I hear you I actually ended up doing um a juice cleanse and I watched fat sick nearly dead Mm -hmm. and then oh my gosh I just remember sitting there just being so shocked at the end of it and you know my mouth was just dropped open and Mm -hmm. I was just went through all these like emotional stages of you know first I was sad and then I was angry and then it was like what what are we doing you know like more people need to be 
talking about this and be involved and it just made sense for me personally that I needed to change my lifestyle and this is what I wanted to do and and stick with it. Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead is absolutely another movie for Food Heals Nation to put on their playlist. It's definitely on Netflix and Mm -hmm. it's life-changing as well and I've had the opportunity to um, interview Joe Cross multiple times and he is, he practices what he preaches. Mm -hmm. He is that guy. He has made that change and he is so inspirational and plus he's got the sexy accent so there's that. (laughs) But seriously (laughs) it's a great film and I remember sitting there and going oh my God, we've been lied to. Yeah, that was part of the anger was that, you know, how can we have been lied to all this time? And you don't realize, you know, when you're walking around every day and there's advertisements everywhere Mm -hmm. and then, you know, how all these huge businesses are just, you know, throwing everything in your face constantly, you know, from the moment you're born, basically. Right. with all this sort of propaganda about about eating meat and dairy and how it's healthy for you and to find out the shocking truths of of factory farming and and um the horrific abuse that goes on i couldn't go on living my life knowing that i'm contributing to this it was just a no-brainer after that and I feel like a lot of people don't understand what goes on in factory farms and we don't have to get into it here but sure uh, you know, just the amount of abuse that would never be inflicted on another human being that you would never inflict on your dog. Like think about your dog as your pet and they're mm-hmm. inflicting this of violence on the cows and the pigs and the chickens. And it's just disgusting. And I think about my little dogs and I look at them and I go, how could anyone do that to a dog? Well, yeah. a pig mm-hmm. is more intelligent than a dog and they are being completely beyond abuse. And so it's kind of like, Unless you're raising that pig yourself, which I still am not into, but hey, at least it's better. Like, how can you go on after you know that knowledge? Yeah. You know, my mom grew up with a pet chicken. She did not live on a farm. She lived in Queens, New York, but she came from an immigrant family and she had she had a pet chicken. It wasn't just, I mean, I think they got eggs from the chicken, but they didn't have any pets yet. And... her and and my aunt would carry the chicken around under their arm like their baby and they kissed it and they would pet it and it was their baby that is so cute it's so cute (laughs) and just like what you're saying like that was their pet yeah and then now turn to factory farming and I get you know emails from PETA about what they're doing to to chickens and it's just you know where's where's the line Mm -hmm. yeah I know so you are making changes with your fashion line so tell us about that and you know there's a lot to be said also about like eco-friendly cloths and things Mm -hmm. like that so can you tell us about that because I think a lot of people don't realize that the clothes that they're wearing are also not sustainably created absolutely yeah so it's interesting because I feel like as I'm growing and learning about new things I feel like my company is as well Mm -hmm. and the the values and beliefs that I have I want to also instill um, in my company as well and I, and that's an important um, aspect you know right now we are currently trying to transition our entire line to be 100% organic and sustainably made and it wasn't until I watched a, a there's a documentary called uh, True Cost the fashion industry is number two. Um, on the list of the most uh, polluting industries mm. in the world. So looking at everything that I'm trying to do and promote and, and 
have people be aware of it just makes sense to to go that direction and um, originally I would have loved to have started out that way mm-hmm. um, but the important thing for me was just to get the message out there first and you know kind of build the brand um, as I go along which is what yeah what we're doing now so you're an entrepreneur and you started a business based on what you believe in which we think is fantastic did you have a nine-to-five before that what were you doing before that what inspired you to go okay I'm gonna take this risk and make this company yeah so I was working full-time as a graphic designer I found myself waking up and, and driving to work just hating it like I'm just driving and I'm like what what am I doing what why am I here mm-hmm. and it started to um, take away from beat by beat you know and I was able to juggle uh, a full-time job and beat by beat mm-hmm. for a while yeah and it worked out fine um, but it was just getting to the point where I felt like I was putting my energy uh, more so into something that I wasn't passionate about right. and um, I just didn't feel like I was supposed to be there. I know that life's too short yeah. and you know, you got to really follow your passions and this is my dream and this is what I want to do. And I just said to myself one day, you know, this is it. I'm, I'm going to have to just take this risk and go for it. So that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I think there's a really good quote, and it's about like, how long are you going to keep working to make other people's dreams come true right. until you realize it's time to make your dream come true? Yeah. And it's absolutely. like, as long as you're working for another company, and it's great to get experience and everything like that. I don't fault that. Like, we've all done it to get that experience. But how long are you going to work to make someone else's dream come true before it's time to make your dream come true? And that's branching out, and it's a risk, and it's yeah. scary. Right. You know, most people are not trust fund babies that are just like, I can. Do whatever I want. (laughs) So it is taking a risk because you're like, I'm going to temporarily have no income. Maybe I have no savings, but I believe in this and Mm -hmm. I know I'm good at it. And I just, I love stories like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, of course, I had all those worries about, you know, well, what am I going to do? And, you know, I don't have like a steady income coming through or I won't have insurance and, you know, yada, yada. And there's all these fears that you can attach to. But if you, set your mind and your intentions yeah. in a positive way and and to align with what you want to do with your life and your goals. Um, I believe that things will come to you and, and it'll work out in, totally in the best agree. way for you. I think um, setting intentions is one of those things that is so important and not very, it's not talked about enough because people don't know what that means or even in a lot of yoga classes especially in LA they're like oh set your intention for the practice and right. I'm all about that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I just went there for a moment I'm like yeah I've been the- oh wait okay yeah <laughs> you've yeah. been in that class where right. the teacher was like just set your intention you yeah. know and you're like that's great but a lot of people don't know what that means right so people are like oh in the yoga class my intention is to uh burn calories or <laughs> my intention is to get through it without dying or my intention is to have a really sweaty workout and it's like no set your intention right. for what you want in your life mm-hmm. and envision yourself how you're going to get there right and 
you know, it doesn't mean you have to be in a yoga class. I was just using that as an example because I always say that and I kind of laugh because I'm like, <laughs> no one knows what that means except me. The point is, is that you can set intentions and you can vision and you can journal and you can manifest this shit, yeah. whatever you want. And I feel so strongly about that. Whatever you want to do, you can do. And letting go of the blocks of I'm not good enough. I'm not smart mm-hmm. enough. I don't have enough money. I'm too scared. Yeah. Um, whatever it is. Mama told me I couldn't do it. Daddy said, in my case, do you want fries with that? I'm like, I want to be an artist. I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to be a filmmaker. My dad said, do you want fries with that? Telling me if I didn't get a real job, then, you know, I'm going to be working at McDonald's or what have you. And I never luckily subscribed to that because he was half joking. And he (laughs) was an entrepreneur, by the way. That's so weird to me. I know. But he and he was, was successful. He was in the end. At the beginning, he um, declared bankruptcy when I was in high school. So he started a business, had to declare bankruptcy. He was um, affected by the SNL crisis and then built it back up and was extremely successful by the time I was in college. Like wow. very, very successful attorney, um, flipping houses. Like he had all these multiple streams of income, which is what I have always ascribed to do and I am doing. And so... The fact that he would say that to me, I'd be like, but you're my example. So it was kind of conflicting. <laughs> yeah, right. he doesn't really have a leg to stand on because my parents came from the same kind of background, but like my dad was a lawyer, mm-hmm. you know, worked for a firm. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, and my dad never worked for a firm. He started out working with one guy for about a year and then he branched out on his own and became a huge success. He moved to a small town, so he was a big fish in a small town, which I also recommend. So a lot of people think that to be an entrepreneur, you have to live in Silicon Valley or go to New York or LA. And I want to say that's actually really not true because of the online space, first of all, and because of the fact that if you're in a small town, you can be a big fish. So I do want to point that out. Yeah. We're in LA, we're all entrepreneurs (laughs) and we're doing just fine, but you can also do it in any place that you're in. Someone needs your service. Someone needs what you have, or whether it's in your town or whether it's online, you can do it from your computer. So I right. just think there's so much opportunity these days, and there really is. I love it. Yeah, and I I think that only you uh, hold yourself back. If you want to do something, put it out there. Send send an email to a friend saying, "Hey, I'm I want to start this," and then okay, take your next step and figure out. My husband out- calls it banging the drum. Mm. Yeah. Like when you're creating something from nothing, you got to bang the drum of like what you want to do right. to create the energy to just let people know like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And I may be standing here banging my drum by myself, but this is what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. You just have to have to put it out there and just have, have confidence. And I mean, trust me, when I first started Beat by Beat, I had no clue how to start a business or what being an entrepreneur meant. And I was reaching out to all of my friends that I knew that were entrepreneurs or had businesses or past employers that I worked for to to get advice about how did they do it. I had a lot of great advice and help and support along the way. And that's really, if you can find people, friends, family, anyone who can give you advice like that, surround yourself with those people and you'll, you'll make it there. You are the epitome of the top five people you spend the most time with. Absolutely. So spend time with people that believe in you. I forgot about that saying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When I started surrounding myself with 
holistic, healthy people, I started becoming more of what I believed in. When I started surrounding myself with entrepreneurs, I felt a more safer space to become one. Right. One of the things that I've been um, really blessed and grateful for is the vegan community here. And I'm just shocked at how supportive everyone is of each Mm -hmm. other because I haven't lived here um, for a long, I've only been here for a short amount of time. And I was really concerned about, um, you know, meeting people in the vegan community and I really wanted to get involved and it became really easy because once I just reached out to a few people, I mean, they are really embrace you and, you know, it kind of is a domino effect from there. And so just taking that one step to to get out and um, network and meet new people really helps as well and I actually have some really exciting collaborations that are going to be happening this year with vegan entrepreneurs that are in the same sort of fashion boat as me so that's um, awesome yeah so were you a fashionista growing up like were you really into it or how did this develop like the fashion part of it the way that I got into um, the apparel side of it is I Shepard Ferry uh, from Obey, he's been such a an inspiration to me and somebody that I've I've really connected with through um, his work with Obey and street art, and I've always been a huge fan of street art. Um, and so Obey has been a brand that I've followed from the beginning, and they used to have t-shirt design competitions with a company, a clothing company called Metro Park. Uh, it was back in 2008, I believe, that I applied to one of their design contests, and I actually won it. Cool. So, yeah, and that was, like, huge. I was so shocked that I even, that I actually won that. From there, I got uh, a fashion job um, doing t-shirt graphics, and thereafter just kind of stayed in that space. So I've been doing that for quite some time now. And um, what health benefits have you seen for yourself when you transition to a fully vegan diet? Yeah, so I definitely noticed more energy right away. And I used to feel um, really heavy after eating like mm-hmm. meat or meat stuff. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> meat stuff. Meat stuff. And um, there's a lot of energy and my, my skin looks good. And yeah. Skin does look good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> really nice skin. <laughs> thank, thank you. I see that about you. You seem very vibrant. So that looks like a good <laughs> well, work. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Food Heals Nation, we'll be right back with Jackie's tips for eco-friendly, organic, and vegan shopping at the grocery store. These are really good tips. I read one of her tips and I was like, yes, everyone needs to know this one. (laughs) So I'm really excited. So we'll be right back. Food Heals Nation, are you looking for the perfect scheduling tool for your business? Are you sick and tired of sending emails back and forth and wasting your precious time on scheduling your clients? If so, we've got the solution for you. That's right. If you own a massage business, a therapy practice, a yoga studio, and we know many of you do, or even host a podcast like us, Acuity is the only scheduling and time management tool you will ever need. Take it from us, Acuity allows you to schedule clients without sacrificing your soul. And automate your client bookings, cancellations, reminders, and even payment with one click and zero frustration. You're here to make yourself money, not make yourself crazy. Clients can see your real-time calendar availability, self-select the time that works best for them, 
and easily book and pay for their own appointments in advance, sparing you those stress headaches, mix-ups, and grunts of frustration. Before we had Acuity, we were spending a ton of time and energy with back and forth emails, trying to book guests and sending them questions and having to constantly follow up and send reminders. But Acuity changed everything. Yep, Acuity has completely automated our process and freed up our time to focus on the things we love to do, like providing our Food Heals Nation with high quality content. Yes, so now instead of a mess of emails, we send our guest a booking link. They choose a time that works for them. They fill out our information form, which includes links to their website, their bio, their photo, and all the information we need, all in one place. Then the booking syncs automatically with our calendars and poof, we're done. Such a time saver. Such a lifesaver. And Acuity does so much more. Yes, you can automatically send branded and customized confirmations, reminders, and follow-ups via email or text message, and even accept payments and tips through Stripe, PayPal, Braintree, and Authorize.net with the click of a button. Get started today. Go to acuityscheduling.com slash foodheals to get a 45-day trial. That's an amazing deal, Food Heals Nation. It's usually 14 days, but we scored an exclusive discount for you, acuityscheduling.com slash foodheals. We love it, and we know you will too. You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. All right, Food Heals Nation, we're back with Jackie Wasserman, owner of Beat by Beat, and we've got her tips for eco-friendly, organic, vegan shopping at the grocery store. So, Jackie, tell us some of your greatest tips. And I know your first one is really important, and I can't believe we've never talked about this on the show. I can't wait to hear what this is. <laughs> no, it's a big one. I, do I feel like we need a drum roll. I do this every time I go to the store, so this is amazing. Yeah, okay. Jackie, lay it on us. <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys go to the produce aisle, you want to look to make sure that the sticker on the produce starts with a number nine to make sure that it's organic. Yes. <gasps> I did not know that. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Okay, because go on. They will start with a four and yeah. that means it's not organic. And sometimes they will misplace them and put them in the organic section. And you're like... Oh, this is obviously organic, but if you don't read the number, because yes. the sticker is the truth. The sticker is the truth. <laughs> the sticker is the truth. Not like the, the sign. On your computer. Yes. The <laughs> sign is not necessarily the truth. You have to read the sticker. Sorry. Okay. Go on, Jackie. This That's is so amazing. I so never important. knew that. This is so important to me because I have found, once I found that out, Jackie, I literally would go to the store and I'd be in the organic section. I would pick <laughs> up an avocado and it starts with a four. And I'm like, right. it says organic. So it's either misplaced by you know the stalkers so, right. i don't know or i don't know if they're trying the to misdirect the sticker is the truth the yes. sticker is the truth okay go yeah. on i'm sorry yeah um okay <laughs> and so the other thing <laughs> that you can do if you want to be um a little more eco conscious um and reduce your plastic uh waste is to bring your reusable bags but not just for packing your groceries um i usually bring them in the produce section so i'll just load up all my produce in a bag instead of using the the plastic that's on the rings and you just keep pulling the plastic and there's yeah. you you know you get home with like a ton of plastic bags that you throw away and it's just super wasteful so people at the checkout don't mind that you um no they don't yeah. this is so this is so interesting because okay I do the same thing so I won't pull the plastic down I just bring the bag and um they have started to put signs up 
at certain grocery stores where they literally say do not put produce in your own bags because they are trying to get rid of people that are stealing or something but it's because there are so many of us that are doing it and oh, wow. i haven't gotten in trouble yet no one's ever i still do it i read the sign and i still do it because i'm like i'm you not are such stealing. a badass <laughs> <laughs> but like, i see the sign and i'm not gonna follow it but like i'm not gonna put every single bit of produce i buy in a different bag that is insanity that is yeah. the biggest waste i can think of you know that is really making me think i saw this amazing documentary um, about Atari. Have you guys seen that? It was, mm-hmm. I think it was called Atari colon game over. And it was, <laughs> and it was oh, a, I want to see that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Especially for, I don't, Jack, I don't know how old you are, but like, you know, I'm in my late 30s. Allison's in mid 30s. Like, I'm 32. I, yeah, I caught the tail end of Atari. Like, I wasn't there at the beginning, but yeah, I yeah. was the beginning. Like, totally. Atari was ending and Nintendo was starting. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Nintendo couldn't exist without Atari. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Atari. This is a documentary about how Atari's company basically went downhill because of the game E.T. But they buried, like, a bazillion uh, E.T. game cartridges in this uh, landfill called Al- Almagordo. And so this, this documentary goes all over the place, but it's, it's all about they've requested to unearth to see if they can still find these Atari cartridges. Wow. And they unearthed some of these cartridges. And to look at the landfill... And this is from 20 years ago, or possibly more. And there was, it was so sad. There was like an Atari package, and then there was like an old Starburst package. And I was like, oh my God, that looks so different than it does now. It's so 80s, <laughs> oh my gosh. right? And I'm looking at this land, I'm like, that's from 20 years ago. That junk has been sitting in the earth from 20 years ago. Never yeah. mind the stuff before that, and the stuff since that, yeah. that we have produced. So yeah. you're talking about all these plastic bags. Yeah. I have never, I've never even thought about that. I'm just... On autopilot, I go in, I'm like, oh, I need an artichoke. I pull it back. Right, exactly. Never even thought about it. Yeah. It's 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 so bad, and I'm not going to go into how bad it is. There are documentaries about how bad it is. Right. But it's so bad that I don't know. We don't know the long-term effects of the amount of plastic that we're using. We do. It's the size of Texas floating in the Pacific. Yeah, the great Pacific uh, garbage patch is yeah. that what it called? Yeah, that documentary. I guess mm-hmm. I mean we don't know the effects on what it's going to have to the soil to affect our crops oh, yeah. to you know all these oh. things because yeah. it's in the ocean. It, which oh it doesn't matter it's in the ocean it's on the soil yes it does like it all it is all connected like our yeah. ecosystem is completely connected. Yeah. So it's in the ocean it's in our it's in our soil it's and it doesn't matter like oh how close do you live to a landfill like people are processing no landfill here and it's like you know what. At this point, it doesn't matter because your neighborhood is not where your farmed food is coming from. So oh, yeah. That's you don't know. Point. Like, uh, you know, I, I grew up and they were protesting, no landfill in Chapel Hill, no landfill in Chapel Hill. Obviously, because they didn't want the byproduct, they didn't want the problems that that would bring. But right. it doesn't matter anymore because no one has their food local and organic. I mean, some people do. Thank God. Thank right. God. But in general, the general population in the U.S. is getting their food, even if it's organic, from far off places, right? Now, sometimes you're lucky and you can get it local, and that's wonderful. But that is not, you know, maybe 80% of the time the case. Right. So you don't know if there's a landfill there. You don't know. Your organic crops that you are putting so much stock in, you don't actually know. And so how do we combat that? We, as consumers, stop using plastic 
Every single time I get a flyer, I hand, I take a picture of the flyer, I say thank you so much, and I hand it back. I don't want the flyer. I want the digital imprint of it. Yes, I would love to know what your juice menu is at your store, but don't give me the flyer. I hand it back. Right. You know, you can do digital business cards now. Like there's so much you can do to not have waste. And especially the grocery store. And it's so funny because you do what I do, Jackie, and I put everything in the bag and I'm like waiting to get caught because I think <laughs> that they're going to say you're stealing and I'm like, no, I'm going to buy this. You're actually saving the company the money. Exactly. Right. Think about almost, yeah. almost what the bags cost. Yeah. Done and done. Like, done that's what I'm going to tell the officer before he, like, puts me in handcuffs. No, I mean, when I was at Whole Foods uh, last time, the guy who checked me out, he was like, oh, thanks for putting your produce in, in the bag. He's like, by that's the way. Cool. Yeah, he thanked me for it. And he's like, by the way, um, we discount those bags, too. So, you know, if you bring in multiple bags and you get the discount on those bags as well so and I do that with um bulk items too like you can buy these little um eco-friendly organic bags online and fill those up in the um bulk section another thing too is um plastic water bottles so I get my water from um a filtered water shop that sells Mm -hmm. reverse osmosis and alkaline water and you know you just go and and you buy the we we get uh the big five gallon jugs and you just refill it for the reverse osmosis water is 25 cents a gallon and you know right there you're saving i don't know how many (laughs) thousands and you know bottles of plastic bottles that could end up into the ocean so i think this is a really good point to touch on so a lot of people are going to use their sink water and then filter it a lot of people are going to say that's not good enough so i'm going to buy plastic water bottles Mm -hmm. and you're saying here's the next step so tell us about why is it important not to drink from your tap a not to drink from plastic and then what are the benefits of the alkaline water there are so many toxins that go into our water And there's actually a lot of chemicals that get added to the water to take out different um, bacterias and things that that end up in it. And you can actually go on um, LADWP or your your local uh, water supply website and they, I know for a fact LADWP does this, you can go and they send you in the bill too a letter that says what chemicals are specifically adding which is really crazy when you see that and it's like oh my god okay so you're telling me you're adding all these chemicals to get rid of this virus or bacteria and that's coming through our drinking water on top of all of the other you know antibiotics and all that kind of stuff that gets prescription drugs prescription drugs and and just so much crap that let's just start from the beginning everything that's flushed (laughs) is put into the water supply so then they have to come and take it out so what you're flushing down the toilet is then being filtered to become your drinking water in case you didn't know yeah the more you know right (laughs) right And so nobody wants to drink that, right? So not to mention like the things like look at Flint, Michigan right now. Yeah, it's an absolute travesty. The lead poisoning of how many people, and that can't be fixed. No, I know. And and the amount of lead. I mean, it's just it's a travesty. It is. It's awful. It's a problem with public policy, but that's maybe get into another show. Another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so then you're not uh, buying a ton of 
plastic water bottles and and wasting that to um, go into the environment and plastic and those can leach stuff into the water as well leach, that you don't yes drink. yeah plastic leaches um, chemicals into the water so you know it's not the water that you're getting filtered is being contaminated um, so the important part about buying reverse osmosis or alkaline um, is that reverse osmosis has a higher acidity but it just doesn't have like anything chemicals in yeah. it um but it alkaline, has no minerals either right no minerals it's just uh just water but um, I, I, the reason i will say that that's something good is because then you can add your minerals because then you can go i'm going to put my squeeze my lemon in it i'm going right. to alkalize it so there are things that you can do i understand that it doesn't have the original minerals but if that's the only option for you and you can make it better go for it yeah it's true right it's better better to have that than yeah. to have chemicals in totally yeah. because the alkaline water is a little more expensive than yeah. reverse osmosis so it's trendy it, right <laughs> it <laughs> is course. trendy now and it didn't used to be and this is really interesting and i feel like this is important to touch on because you can buy a very very expensive machine that will alkalize your water you can put it under your sink or you can buy it that goes above your sink either way you have to have a little bit of an investment let's say that someone has no investment there are things you can do such as squeezing a lemon in the water such as adding apple cider vinegar yes, to your water. Right. Now, I'm not going to claim that it's going to take out everything from your tap, and every city is different. Like you said, right. the LAWDWP is going to tell you what's in your water, and every city is different, and you need different filters if you are going to do the alkaline water machine for different cities and parts of the country. But if you want a poor man's way to start apple cider vinegar in your water, lemon in your water and like a Brita filter Brita filter it and then do the right. lemon do the apple cider vinegar that's going to take you so far and if you can afford it go the next step buy the water have it delivered or install a system it's imperative it because is. we are we are dehydrated as a nation how many diseases start from dehydration is insane yeah drink your water yeah. <laughs> Drink and, your healthy water. <laughs> and I also have a filter on my shower as yes, well. Yes, me yeah, too. So I feel like that's pretty important, especially here in LA. The water is so hard. And yeah. Yeah. So we've had a shower filter, I think, as long as we've lived here. And you do have to replace the filters every couple of months. And mm -hmm. it's kind of a thing, but uh, hopefully you have a boy to do it as I do. But if you don't, <laughs> girls can do it too. Or just a partner because I don't do it. But. He does it. He takes care of it. And then there's also this thing, you guys, called Vita Shower, and it puts vitamin C in your water. And, like, it's supposed to make your hair, like, long and flowing and, like, you know. I didn't know that. It, it, you know, everything that goes on your skin absorbs. So the reason that, you know, we all have the shower filters is because we don't want to absorb the LADWP water because it's full of, I don't even Grossness. know. Grossness. It's full of chlorine. <laughs> it's full of like... It's fluoride. Fluoride. And, fluoride. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't work. Just trying to get people to be a little more conscious about their choices and, um, you know, how that impacts the environment. You know, the environmental impact is something that each person can control with what are they buying. If you're purchasing water bottles because you want to have healthier water... Are they glass or are they plastic? Right. They need to be glass or they need to be something sustainable. Right. If they're plastic, 
make sure that it's not something where the chemicals can leach in and make sure you're reusing them every time and you're not putting them in the landfill. Right. It sounds so, oh, am I really going to make a difference with my one plastic water bottle? The amount of human trash that one person produces is astronomical. So you're going to make a huge difference if you just stop using plastic and stop taking cards. Like, take a picture of the card. Like, you know... Just little things like that that you can do are going to make a big difference. That also kind of coincides with um, the clothing aspect as well because I just have a little tidbit here. The average American throws away over 68 pounds of textiles per year, not including clothing donated uh, that goes directly to landfills. Mm -hmm. And most of the clothes today is made with synthetic petroleum-based fibers, um, which takes decades to decompose. So that's Mm. another thing that's added to our landfills that um, just takes forever to decompose and and directly impacts the environment in a negative way. How can Food Heals Nation make the tiniest difference? Vote with your dollar like Go nude. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or that. I'm I'm running with it now. Go nude. That is the best advice Susie has ever given. (laughs) Or just wear Jackie's t-shirts. Yeah. Look. No bottoms. I admit it. I'm a clothes horse. Like, you guys see, you know, I have this big walk-in closet with all my hot clothes. I don't judge you. Okay, thank you. I love clothes, too. Okay. Gotta express yourself, girl. And I just got rid of a whole, whole huge amount of clothes because I was ready to let old energy out and let new energy in, in terms of, like, the spirituality of, like letting go and getting rid of things. I'm totally all about that. Like, I want the things that I need in my home and I want to get rid of the things I don't and not to buy stuff and crap that I don't need. But as a woman, I love clothes. I love shoes. I love books. Those are my things, okay? I have to have my books. I cannot get rid of my books. I cannot get rid of my shoes. I cannot get rid of my clothes. But what is the environmental impact of that and how can I lessen my carbon footprint? Mm -hmm. Well, I can choose to... From this day forward, whenever, you know, Food Heals Nation wants to start, choose to buy from companies that are sustainable, vegan. Like, I have leather shoes. I'm not going to lie. Sure. I'm not going to buy any more. But it took me a long time to learn that lesson. Our couch is made of leather. Right. I remember when we got the couch, it was like three years ago. And um, I was like, oh, it's so cute. It's so pretty. I love it. It's perfect. It's comfortable. And then there was a little card tucked inside the couch and I pulled it out and it said something about like pure, pure leather. Can you smell it? And there was a picture of a cow. Oh, I swear. And I think it was to advertise like how wonderful it was. And my heart sunk. Oh my gosh. Because I said, oh my God, I don't eat meat. I haven't had a hamburger since I was 12 or 15 years old. Like I've been, and all of a sudden I was buying something and I had not made that connection yet. Right. The leather of the couch came from a cow. And I was devastated. Devastated, I'm you guys. I was kind of shocked at that kind of advertising. Like, Chick-fil-A has all these horrible billboards. Oh, gosh. They I cows. hate seeing that. Yeah. Eat more Panic, chicken. Eat more chicken. Yeah. That's terrible. Okay. Like, you know, yeah. I, I it, shock, it shocks me. It's like, yeah. wow. They really... No, and it's psychological. And different things affect you different ways. Like, I hate those ads, too. But I understand where they're coming from if I didn't have the awareness that I have. I've started to, because I, I love fashion too, and I've started to notice there's a big change to away from leather, which is great to use 
plastics, and Jackie, you'll know more about this than we do, um, or synthetic stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're just as expensive or more right. than the leather. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Why is that? What? That doesn't make any sense. I think they're just capitalizing on that. But then, like, then you even think beyond that. It's like, well, this is probably really bad if I like bought it in three years threw it away it's gonna sit in the landfill and sit there forever because it's plastic that's another thing that I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit is um the the idea of this fast fashion industry it's really a huge issue because we're such a consumer-based society and the fashion industry is just feeding on that so much that they're making tons of money off of us because we keep buying and buying and buying we think we're getting a deal but really um you know we're we're just feeding into their uh pockets basically i'm just just thinking i'm just putting two and two together like forever 21 which i don't exactly they but at times i have like strolled through and or bought something from them and it's super cheap and it's trendy and it falls apart it literally falls apart after you wear it twice and yeah. then you have to throw it away right because it's a piece of crap yeah yeah so not only did they make money from me and i lost something i like lost the value of it but then right. it's just got to be tossed because it's junk exactly wow, I never yeah and in the case of Forever 21, I don't know about their standards, but in these cheap clothing industries, who is making the clothes? We don't know when child labor is involved and when it's not in other countries. Yeah. And that's the scariest part. And I'm not saying anything bad about Forever 21. I don't know. I'm sure that we could research this and find out. But the cheaper the clothes, the more likely it is not made by something that you would agree with. Like if you personally knew where yes. that shirt came from, you would probably be appalled. That runs all over, like, our consumerism, right? Like, think about our, I have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know where this was made. I've heard the stories mm-hmm. about the factory where people are very depressed and, and work they, to death. And they jump and, off the cliff. And they, yeah, they, and they have themselves. nets to catch them. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I still have it. I still have it, too. Like, right. we're not perfect. Well, we it's, no kind of, it's kind of interesting because I, I feel like it goes along with, um, you know, the the factory farming and, and, you know, all of that psychological um, thing, because, you know, in society we have, this is kind of how the pattern has gone for us to be, you know, they've kind of made us or bred us in a way to be um, consumers and to, you know, make sure we have the latest and greatest and, you know, new things all the time. And, you know, what does that do for your image if you don't have something that, that is sought after or or is deemed as cool and i've heard that that is one of the reasons and this is getting this is again an offshoot but this is <laughs> one of the reasons why it took lsd and made it so uh criminally illegal to utilize it as well as weed because if you are on those drugs you find peace and love and 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 um see that you see things differently mm-hmm. and you realize i don't need stuff I need people. I need friends. I need, right. you know, an apple. I need to make love. I need to love. I need to hug a tree. And, and yeah. I've I've heard that that one of the reasons that they you know they formed us into these consumers. Right. That we're okay. We just stick our right, heads because down. Because it's another thing that gets back to the the disconnection with you know pretty much everything. What's on your plate? You're disconnected with mm-hmm. where that has come from. You know, you you only see the finished product, but, you know, if you really knew the truth about what it took to get what you're eating on your plate and really saw, you know, 
the things that happen, you know, from stage one, you would think twice about it. And like you said before, it's all connected and, and you know, it all affects each other. One love. One love. We're all connected. <laughs> one love. <laughs> Let's put some Bob Marley on it. I know. I think I can put on 30 seconds before we get in trouble. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you so much, Jackie. Um, tell us where everyone can find you online, how they can stalk you on Facebook, follow you on Twitter. Basically, all of my social media handles are beat by beat. So it's spelled B-E-E-T, like the vegetable, Mm -hmm. with an X in the middle, and then B-E-E-T again, so beat by beat. Um, That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Periscope, Pinterest, YouTube, (laughs) all that stuff. Um, That's where you can find me. And tell us about the Vegan Street Fair. How can people find you there? Yeah, so I'll have a booth at uh, Vegan Street Fair. It's coming up in March. You can go online at veganstreetfair.com. There's going to be a ton of awesome, amazing local uh, vegan vendors. And uh, come by my booth. Where is it? North Hollywood. All our LA listeners, North Hollywood, you can go find her booth, find her online at BXBeat. Follow her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Thank you so much for being here, Jack. Thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. Sign up for our mailing list at foodhealsnation.com and receive a free gift from us. That's right. We have created a brand new guide for you, our Food Heals Nation. Yep. The guide is called Health, Longevity, and Weight Loss Secrets, and it's full of tips, tricks, and secrets collected from some of our favorite guests from the Food Heals podcast. In it, you will learn crazy cool stuff like how to live to 99 with no wrinkles. Susie's grandfather. That's right. How to attract the one. Ooh. How to never get a cavity again. My favorite. Yes, my favorite too. And the real secret to weight loss. Or maybe that's my favorite. They're all my favorites. And And so much more. (laughs) So sign up for our newsletter at foodhealsnation.com. We won't spam you, we promise. No, we won't send you you too many emails. Trust us, we're too busy for that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So go to foodhealsnation.com to get your free guide, Health, Longevity, and Weight Loss Secrets from the Food Heals Podcast by subscribing today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat in this dress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately.